Haven't heard from the safe house in Wheeling for a day. We have to assume it's been compromised. That's the third one that's gone silent. They're picking us off one by one. We might want to think about fighting back. We can do that, Richard. We certainly have 4400s that can do some damage. But once we take that step, there's no turning back. Excuse me, but shouldn't there be bars on these windows? The point is to be unobtrusive, Dr. Burkhoff. Well, that seems a little lax to me. Uh, most of you are 4400s. I'm a collaborator. You know what they do to collaborators? We need to get him working. It calms him down considerably. We cleared out a room for you. Anything you need, just let us know. What I need is a clean 4400, one that hasn't been exposed to the inhibitor. I don't guess you got one of those, do you? Actually, I might. Right, y'all. Welcome back to another installment of A Light in the Sky. This is the Carefree Black Nerd review over the most slept on sci-fi show there is, the 4400. I'm joined today by my co-host, like I am every episode. You should be familiar by now, but in case you aren't, let these folks know who's on the mic with me today. Hey, everybody. is Robert Jeffrey, the um, co-host of the behalf of this prestigious podcast. <laughs> I should have thrown another P in there, but um, yeah, the most slept on show that uh, ever existed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That is the 4400. Now we are rounding out the end of season two with episode 13. This is a episode that is very near and dear to my heart. It's almost as, what was it, episode six? Which one was it? With the the eight year time oh. jump? Life Interrupted, seven. Life Interrupted, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's, 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 it ain't quite there, but it's, it's up there. Um, so this is episode 13, Mommy's Bosses. In this episode, um, discovering that Intech is behind the disease plaguing the 4400s, Tom and Diana try to get to the bottom of Intech's cover-up. Woo! Okay. Um, I don't know. What's, what, what, we got, what you got for me? What's the <laughs> initial um, thoughts or something? It, um, this, was, this was good. This was damn good this might actually be i don't know without even looking at all the episodes but mm -hmm. this might be our second favorite episode this season yeah. after what was the life interrupted yeah um, yeah life interrupted because there was everything <laughs> everything yes <laughs> yes um nate mcclunnan something we open up on him running from somebody or something in broad daylight. Uh, and Oh, uh, and before getting too deep, use the hashtag AL4400, AL4400. When you're live tweeting this episode, when you have some thoughts, some questions, comments, concerns. Yeah, this, this we open up with some action. Um, yeah. He gets uh, kidnapped, not kidnapped, he gets uh, hemmed up by Tom and Diana. And they're like, we know you're 4,400, you know, but get, tell us what the hell you know. You run again, we're going to break your legs. Now, this guy, <laughs> this was interesting. Um, he uh, he got freckles. That doesn't matter, but I just noticed he had freckles. They throw him in the back of the car, and they're like, man, this is wrong. You know, we're in the middle of uh, intact. We did this. We made them sick. You know, what the hell are we going to do about it? So we get Diana and Tom going back and forth. Um, about their decisions, and they're just trying to figure out where the 4400 are because it's not safe out there. Because yeah. 
there's a virus. Um, I don't know. What's 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 your your thoughts on this episode? This scene, rather, um, the 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 difference in Diana and Tom versus last episode versus the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, they're you know the last we saw them, they were dealing with the um, with you know the fact that they had learned about the the permyosin and everything. So um, this is they've been given their marching orders, but they obviously aren't too happy about it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of where it is. It's like it's a it's kind of a conflict. You know, it's just like why are we having why are we doing this? <laughs> you know, so. Right. Now, tell me something with, I know we mentioned last episode where I mentioned my, my, um, learning more or less about, more about writing. One thing I'm curious about is a episode like this. We have 11 and 12, which are essentially the same episode. Um, you had a beginning and middle of end for episode 11. You have the same for 12, but how do you write or does it? I'm going to just ask it. I don't think this is the way I wanted to word it. But when you have the act one, two, and three of episode 11 that goes directly into episode 12, how do you then recreate that when your stakes are already high? Like, is that... Well, I mean, if you think about it, you know, so with every episode, it definitely has a set-up conflict resolution. Um, But the way that I see this, it's like the resolution to... The, it's like a larger story arc. Okay. So that, and that's that's one of the things that you know it, it's like with comics. Um, you know, comics are serialized, but even within you know, and I hope this is, is answering your question. Yeah. Even within a, like a single issue, you still have those three components. While uh, issues three, let's say you have a twelve issue arc, so your first four issues are your setup. Mm. Uh, Eight the the uh, five through eight uh, if I'm doing my math right yeah are mm-hmm. your conflict and then your nine and twelve is like a resolution and it's like a, a you know one the way I learned it was as like a three act structure so um and you have to you you just have to kind of relay that over the larger season rather than within also still within the same you know and also do that within the episodes yeah Um, that's why you know episodically you know a lot of these you know the shows we grew up with weren't necessarily and this is getting into screenwriting you know this is kind (laughs) of you know this is what i'm still learning about this yeah um using the example of comics you um that's like I said, that's your basic three act structure. But when it was episodic, you could just worry about the mm, those mm-hmm. parts of that particular issue. Yeah. But you didn't have to worry about that with the season as a whole. Like you might have like a three parter. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about the next generation, the best of I think it's the best of both worlds where the Borg attack. Yeah. And that's like that's the only like two or three parter that they had for that season. Mm. And but with something like um I don't know, Westworld yeah. or um, or even <laughs> Watchmen, like you had a larger story that's being told, but yeah. each episode is, you know, each episode still has um, those three parts. Dang. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's definitely, um, I don't want to say complicated, but it's like, there, you know, for people who always sit back and say, who just, 
kind of and that's that's how it sh- i guess that's just how it should be for certain folks it's just like you just watch the stuff to watch it yeah just get entertainment for it but if you want to do this you study the different parts of mm-hmm. it and you're like okay yeah this is i like this this is you know this is how it you know this is how everything is structured and this is you know this is how you build something like this yeah oh because they did that like we pick right up and i i just i still feel like I'm in episode 11. Like, I, this is a carryover. It's like a like when you had a two-hour season premiere of a show, which is like a movie, but it's like two episodes pushed together. That's how this felt, and I, I enjoyed it. Um, so they chase Homeboy down. He pulls out a piece of paper, 139, like LeBron James Avenue or something, and, <laughs> and then he rips up the paper, which I was like, mm, but is that good enough? Like, no, I thought you were gonna swallow that. that same, because at this point you know the address. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we cut right to one thirty nine. You know, Martin Luther King Avenue, and uh, Richard is in the house. This house ain't no Martin Luther King Drive. Yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. This is uh, one, two, three, um, Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln Street. Because goddamn, Buckhead, Buckhead Drive. There you go. Yeah, yeah this is definitely a affluent neighborhood <laughs> um and so he on the phone he angry you know talking to uh lily like where the hell you at um and pretty much getting his point across which is we we should be together why why are you why would you leave and you know she gives her little stuff i would put my mind at ease you know being away and this is better for now and so and i'm just like man out of all the shit y'all have been through this is better yep Exactly. I was like, kick rocks. Yeah. <laughs> kick rocks, really. Yeah, this is this is ridiculous. Richard throws his phone. Everybody looking at him like he crazy. You know, she, I'm like, how do you not? And then homegirl sits her phone down, and she looks up, and she has the virus. Now, on her arm, there's the marks in her face in the mirror. There's marks... She's going through it. She calls the police that she's sick. Uh, or she calls 911 only to realize she's not sick. Isabel is playing games. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Um, the, I was, I, because I, I forgot that she started doing this. And when it happened, I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, um. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. But that was some good, you know, camera work, editing, artwork, or whatnot. And uh, we shoot on over to Intact, where Diana and Tom walks in. They're like, yeah, the motherfuckers keep the secrets. And we see that Rylan and Jarvis are talking. Uh, they lost the 4,400 overnight. Seven are dead. Which, I'm really, the world we live in has really messed me up. Because when he said seven, I was like, that's okay that's not a lot but i was like oh those are lives don't like because of our own shit we're dealing with now with this large death count i was like yeah seven okay but those are still human lives so it's not okay but that was like it's not a lot um yeah so you know tom is like hey where's the vaccine and jarvis like hey man we working we working overnight okay sure but you can see the what is it um anger throughout the ranks of the aggression where yeah. Tom and Diana ain't for this shit. They they're not they ain't feeling this. Yep. You know, they people could be next. 
Oh, man. And, and I think that's, you know, at that point, that's when they go to visit their respective loved ones. Yeah. You know, uh, he goes to see, uh, I keep mispronouncing her name, Alana, it's Elena, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Maya, and then Sean looks all messed up. And yeah. And it's like, it's like, we done with this. We done with this montage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for this. And guess who, guess who the person who handles it is dun, dun, Dirty dun. Diana. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, she, <laughs> I love that. Like she just walk. they go to the doctor because they know, like, it's not like they don't have any information that shit is suspect. Yeah. And then she pulls a gun to his head. And I yeah. was just like, yes. Yes. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Cause hell, it just, it only seems right. I feel like Deanna, Diana is the one who, in the midst of emotion, I think she can keep a level head. And even though she pulled out a gun, I think that is still keeping a level head. Like, we're not here to play. I don't want you to think that this is all fun and games or that you can just lie your way out of it. Because he's lied to this woman twice in her face about her daughter. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go. So, I did like that. Diana, she a shooter. Um... Yeah, so then we get a file with Orson Bailey. Um, now, who is this guy who's talking? Um, flashback. Yeah, the flashback for yeah, two thousand four. For what was that? It was two thousand four, right? Yeah, this is basically um, a few weeks after the forty four hundred had come back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, and so Rylan and this guy is being shady madmen. They're talking about the Promyerson, about um, how it's a VIP road to the brain, a bunch of technical stuff. But I think they explained the science well enough that I understood it. It wasn't a bunch of extremely large like, words and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't techno babble. I mean, that was so it was, it was Rylan and the doctor. And the way that the doctor explained it was that. The promyosin that was in the system of the 4400, they said it, it unlocked the VPI section to untap parts of the brain. Yeah. So that's, and that was kind of the simple, you know, I guess the ex, the simplified explanation. Mm-hmm. And they, and that's why these abilities were kind of coming coming about. Yeah. I think that's and and they and apparently Rylan was like DC was very scared about it mm-hmm. and um they created the inhibitor to prevent the um you know the i guess the production or the creation of these of the you know of these abilities from mm-hmm. you know from developing so yeah i think that i think that was i think that was pretty much it yeah because in present day tom is like well some people still got abilities he was like yeah it's not foolproof but a very small number versus actual 4400 of them have gotten these powers right yeah oh this puts season one into a whole nother perspective that this motherfucker was doing this like from day one essentially like mm, 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 mm. man yeah that's why like i said i don't think that it was I know some people will be like, well, they, you know, you're you're kind of adjusting, you know, his character. You're kind of rearranging who he was. 
and you know the circumstances and like in my mind if the government had in no way um responded mm-hmm. to this stuff yeah you know this seems like par for the course you know for me um and maybe i need to go back and watch the first season and see like you know attitude wise if it was in line with how forceful he comes off in these flashbacks yeah you know um yeah. that's that now that i can that i can understand but um i i felt it was natural i mean i felt it was all right and i like that the flashbacks were kind of giving some context to you know what's happening behind the scenes yeah same um yeah i agree i i, I like them um i like this new light shed on him because even now that he's quote unquote the big bad he's still you still can see his point of view why he did what he did like the not even just for dc like it is un not unheard of they we don't know what they're capable of mm-hmm. so you know you had to pick, make a decision that he did and it may not have been the best but it ain't the worst you know yeah. so um then we go on to the guy who's framed for murder his g- girlfriend beating on Kyle's door and he lets her in and you know she's going crazy like you know he gonna get the death penalty um but he took a plea bargain and so now he's gonna be in jail for life which I I was like okay that's unfortunate and nobody wants that but I guess Kyle is her friend now because I was gonna say well why would you go talk to but she he is pretty much her friend uh and he probably the only person who she talks to so I'm okay with that um, and he's like adamant about, no, he's not going to go to jail and he's not going to serve life. And, he, and I was like, well, girl, can't you put two and two together the way he so adamant? Like, yeah, he, I, you know, it was, I guess it was too, because at one point she was like, she's like, Hey, do you know something? Yeah. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> yeah. Did your dad know something? What you got to tell me? I'm like, man, she should have set his house on fire. But he'd tell you then. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so we go back to Intech and we're going over files of the different uh, characters we've met and how long this pro inhibitor stuff has been going on and uh, a lot of their files are gone so a lot of people yeah. we saw in season one their history is gone um, and they say that this went to the top of the food chain and that if those files are gone and those were the files of people who had powers. If nobody else knows about them, which they don't, then that history of um, 4,400 having powers is gone. Yeah. So, oof. man, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like I said, it's they're, they're finding, you know, roadblock after roadblock, you know, you know, coming in front of them as they <clears throat> try to, you know, figure this whole thing out or how to how to make it right mm-hmm. essentially. yeah and at this point our, our loved ones are these people uh yep. and so they're you know they're having their conversation does in this is a, a, a lucky happy accident for intact because now and get rid of these dang on people and we ain't gotta they don't have to worry about it so they go to the 4400 center to talk to what is it burkoff and I like what he said, which is that I spent my life in that mental facility not saying a word. I come out of my little, like, coma or whatever and right into this 
conspiracy theory that y'all got me in. Like, I can't catch a break. Exactly. Man. But he, um, he lays the kind of groundwork of the seeds for later on where he's like, if I can find one 4,400 member who has not been tainted by that drug that they've been giving y'all, then maybe we'll be cool. And that's it. Yeah. And who's in? Did you, did your mind go immediately to who that might be? Um. Yes, but no, but yes. So we, when he said it, I was thinking about it, and then by the time I was formulating who I, that was, they cut to the next scene, and I was like, "Oh, well, duh." <laughs> yeah. So like, I think if they put a scene between this one and the last one, maybe no, because I think I I don't know. But yes and no. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. It, so for everybody watching, it was Isabel mm-hmm. um, or listening, and the way that they cut over to it, um, they, they should wasn't her face the first one that they the, showed. Yes, the front and center. Yes, it was like no subtlety at all. So I mean, I guess they were like, let's just let's just get this out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we? Yeah. yeah so. Um, and I yeah, I thought that was. You know, it was kind of a good, um, you know, good way to kind of say, like, there is a solution. Yeah. <laughs> there is a solution. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know with this scene, I was very annoyed at first uh, because we get Brian coming in with some groceries for them. And it, she, there was like a meet cute or whatever where, like, they dropped the biscuits and they both reached for it and their hands touched. And then Lily moved to the other counter and pulled out, like, some wine. And Brian was like, yeah, you know, I thought I could stay for dinner. You know, my wife is gone. She's mad at me. And my daughter's at her friend house. And then he proceeds to sexually assault Lily. Yeah. And... (laughs) And and I had forgotten where the scene was going. And before that... Before he actually got, you know, he started getting physical, I just thought it was like he was just a despicable, horrible person. Yeah, same. And he was trying to get in with, I was like, no, why is he going? And then when he hit her, I was like, oh, shit, okay, now I remember. Um, (laughs) So it kind of was a little bit of a surprise, but apparently it just took her getting hit for me to remember. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it turns out to be... um, uh, Isabel. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking with her. Isabel is very detailed with her <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh. like, didn't she stab him? She, she stabbed, stabbed that him? man in the stomach and he was on the kitchen floor. Bleeding out. Yes. And then, um, I think she gets, a, does she get a phone call? Yeah, from Brian. From Brian, yeah, so... Um, yeah, Isabel was on some shit. Like, <laughs> that woman has been here before. And I say woman, not baby, because that, she has an <laughs> old soul. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she. Girl, don't, don't jump ahead just yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right, right. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, Lily looks up at her and then she's smiling. <laughs> and that's that. Um, mm-hmm. we show up at 139 Jay Z Way and, uh, Richard and Matthew are talking. They're talking about fighting back. And again, I like Matthew. He says, look, 
Yeah, we got some 4,400 with powers. Yes, we can fight back. But once we cross that line, there ain't no coming back. And that's something I hadn't thought about. Because when Richard said it, I was like, yeah, you know, fight back. But when Matthew said what he said, I was like, oh, that's true. You can't, you can no longer play this. You can't, you can't control this narrative in a way because, yeah, yeah. X-Men type shit. You can't yeah. turn back. Um, the doctor's like, hey, what I need is somebody who don't have that drug in their system. Do you got a 4400 without that? If so, let me know. As soon as he said that, Richard's like, yeah, you know, I think I might. And then we cut back to Lily, her phone ringing. And, well, her Nokia that is um, bulletproof. And she hangs it up. Man. <laughs> she could have skipped that like a rock across a lake. Yes, and it would have came back fresher than, than new. Man. Yeah, so that's a quick little scene there. She looks at the phone, says no. Or declines a call rather than sits it back down. And then we move right on back to Intech with Tom talking to Rylan about this superhuman registration act thing. Uh where they're rounding up all these folks. Uh yeah, I get like Cyclops Professor X type of vibe where it's like, you know, there's two a difference in opinion of what needs to be done. Yeah. And See, that was the thing that it kind of was a little frustrating with Tom because Tom kept doing this whole talking around, you know, like, I know something mm -hmm. and I want you to trip up. And he was, and he kind of was talking a little bit in circles, you mm -hmm. know, to kind of, and, and I think part of it was because he's pissed off. And then yeah. when Rylan basically got in his ass, I was like, okay, I'm glad he did that. Mm -hmm. Um, because Rylan basically, he knew Rylan was playing Tom. Yeah. And, and he he reveals that he did know about Kyle. And there was a whole thing of, um, he, the, um, there was something. Oh, that's the thing. They, the Patsy, he basically chose that guy as a Patsy to take the fall. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Rylan now being who he was, you know, probably also wanting to use that as some leverage. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so then that, that, and then Tom runs out of the room, like, because mm -hmm. he's like, well, I can't keep asking these uh, questions anymore because he might put my son in jail. Yeah. And I think he reveals some, like, pictures of him and all yep. that. So, yeah. Which were, yeah, some big 9x11s of, <laughs> oh, God, painted portraits of his son. At the locker with the gun and the taxi. And he kept looking back in every photo. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> well, while they're having this conversation, the good doctor walks out to his car. And... Well, he walks out to his car. We see him kind of look over. He looks sickly. And then we see him again with blood coming out of the side of his head and a gun at his hand. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that, uh, we go over to Tom's where Kyle is sitting up writing a note and they're arguing back and forth. And Tom is like, we got to talk to Elena's friends. We got to get you out of here. They, they know about you killing, uh, uh, homeboy, whatever, Magneto. And, um, we got to get you going. And Kyle pulls out his 
pad of paper, and it's, I confess to the murder of Jordan Collier, I, Kyle Baldwin, being of sound mind, do of my own free will, and without, what's that, something, or oh, in, it sounded like he, he did an internet search. Yeah. <laughs> it went to uh, LegalZoom.com. Yep, sure did. He did a search for confession. Yes, ushers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's he's pretty much trying to tell on himself. And uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like if you were going to tell on yourself, you could have just done it. I feel like he's... Exactly. Yeah, he's exactly. doing a lot of, like, bull messing around. Like, do it, fool. Oh, man. So that happens. Uh, then we go back to Intech, and now we get Diana and Jarvis. Yeah. Um, Diana ain't forward. She's very pissed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's, like I said, she's the ride or die in mm-hmm. this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, they talk about the doctor, the good doctor, and talking about, oh, yeah, they say it's a suicide, and they got a note from him that's called, uh, Project Firewall, or what is it, Firewall, Firewall Memos, or something like that, and, yeah. uh, so now we got our next little investigation going on. Um, right after that, now, Isabel, Isabella, Isabel, she has a sick sense of humor, she is basically, you know, the Phoenix Force. And so she, we get Lily talking to her. Then she, Brian's knocking on the door and he's like, hey man, I came over because you were sounding a bit off on the phone. She pulls out a knife and he's like, man, look at me. It's me, Brian. Put the knife down. And she does, which is just some good camera work. She throws it down and she turns back. And there is a very deftly looking Sean. Yep. And he's like, hey, we're going to die. And she's screaming her butt off. <laughs> Stop it, Isabel. Stop it, please. And then we look back and Brian rushes in again. Like, this is torture. This is torture. Yep. She says, Isabel, I don't want to be here no more. We got to go. He's like, all right, good. Because I'm sick of you being here. Um... I was laughing the whole time. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I had no sympathy for her. No. Um, yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed the scene. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it also, it also causes you to question, you know, it, it does Isabel know exactly, is it just her wanting to go back home or does she know, to her father, or does she know her importance? And, with what happens at the end of this, yeah. I'm pretty sure that little baby knew exactly what her role was going to be. Yeah, I think so, too. Because it's one thing to have Lily stab Brian, but when she showed Sean in his quarantine outfit looking sickly, yep. I don't recall them ever being around him with the baby looking like that. That was yep. very specific. Like, if, if he was just in a suit, then okay, but he was like... He looked like he looks in quarantine. So, yeah, I think she knows. She knows. Um, so, we go to the nerd den and looking for a project, memo, firewall, or whatever. And they go through this whole, he does, Ryland doesn't know how to type, which I feel like we've seen him type before. Maybe not. But 
Marco's like, yeah, he he pecks at the keyboard. He doesn't like I type everything for him when I have to see him, and they deduce. I think that's it. Yeah, they Batman their way through and realize that Ryland's secretary for twenty years or ten years or some twenty two years, she did all his typing, and so they find her name and they look her up in Seattle and they go out to find her, and that. Uh, Marcos is going through a lot. They keep having him do stuff, and I mean, with no, what's in it for him? Yeah, I think it's like in his case, he he's a very reluctant uh, hero, you know, mm-hmm. to, to say the least. But once again, by the end of this, we 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 know why he was yeah. helping out, yeah, <laughs> whatever. So, um, I mean, he said that in the first season. He said, mm-hmm. "I'm not." doing this for you yeah i'm doing it yeah i'm doing this for you yeah yeah he did he stayed his claim and he's been consistent um mm -hmm. well after that we get back to 139 wallaby way and there is uh i'm finna say luther god dang (laughs) richard and uh lily reconnect and you know he's happy that she's back her and the baby and but he ain't really feeling Brian. <laughs> Do me a favor and forget this address, and I'll forget that you ran off in the night with my wife. <laughs> exactly, and I'm glad he slipped it in there because, um, as much as Brian didn't, he looked like he didn't want to do it. He even asked her. He's like, "Do you think this is a good idea?" Mm-hmm. I mean, you still drove away with them. Yeah. So, um, for Richard to just be copacetic and cool with that. Um, was, you know, was good that he didn't just, you know, he didn't sit back and say, hey, thank you for bringing him back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Especially after yeah. you threw her out the first time. Like, when she first came back, you weren't there for her. So, like, right. and you being there for right. her now is detrimental to us. So, no, I'm not happy you here. Or Speaking specifically about Brian. Um yeah. Dr. Burkhoff comes in. He's like, hey, did anybody see that car? As if nobody else saw that car. Uh, Paranoid. He don't want to go back to jail. Oh, I get it. I get it. And he, uh, you know, he says, oh, is this, the, is this her? Is this? And he gets down, like, on eye level with Isabel. And he's like, hey, you know, he's doing his character work, his his acting without using his uh, voice. He's eyes and yeah. body language. And he's he sold that. Um, yeah. And Lily is looking at him like she crazy. Which, whatever, whatever, Lily. Um, so we go to Diana and Tom to 2800 something something. And they meet up with the secretary. And I like that they are kind of negotiating how they're going to approach her. Because, you know, it's a, it's a conspiracy theory. It's the 4400. It's people with powers. Like, how do you think that we can start this conversation and... No sooner than they open the door, and she's like, hey, Detective, what'd she say? Detective Stabler? I don't know. Um, what uh, what brings you guys here or something? But she's she's like, yeah, I wonder who was going to show up. So this is the day that she has been, pretty much been waiting for about yeah. Project Firewall. Mm. Because she, um, and she explains, I think, that she, yeah, they threw away this um i guess the file you know or whatever uh, yeah. report 
and after and this is within a flashback and at that point the doctor I think the doctor was upset apparently yeah. he was upset with the route that the government decided to go yeah and, and I don't know if they necessarily knew about what the after effects was but whatever it was he just wasn't happy with it um and she was just like yeah I just picked that up and brought it home <laughs> and then I quit the next day like <laughs> The funny thing about that is working at a place, you know, nine to five where, and I've worked at, you know, plenty of places where this is the case, you know, that you have, um, information that's sensitive and all around the, all around the area are, um, shred bins. Mm -hmm. So they just toss it into the recycling bin. (laughs) I was just like, right. "Um, no, like, you know, government, you know, the place, you know, like that is definitely going to have um, padlocked, um, you know, shred bins. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I, you know, that was, you know, the only thing that I kind of felt wasn't, like, accurate, but it wasn't enough that it took me out of the scene. Yeah. Uh, but I think that it just, it, it just helped them to... Um, now have this piece of evidence that'll help turn the tide. Yeah. Yeah. I think they did a good job with that. Um, yeah. So my biggest thing was, don't he got a trash bin in his own office? Like, why would you throw it away right here? But yeah, Yeah. the Jane, you know, she says I put in my, my notice the next day because she read through it and she was like, man, I worked with Dennis for so long to know that this is the type of person he was. I couldn't work for him. And I'm like, was that not suspicious? Like, how do you just quit a government job like that when you're around sensitive information and they just, like, leave you alone? That didn't seem... Right. That didn't seem right. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so then they go outside with the... with the, Which I, I felt like... The way they were, like, so cavalier with the paperwork, like, just flinging it around, I was like, but shouldn't that be, like, in a folder or a purse or something like... I don't know. I don't know. Um, but Diana's like, yeah, you know, we can get this to the newspapers, get this to the, the news anchors. We can get this out here. And Tom is like, hey, he got something on me. He know that Kyle killed Jordan Collier. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, now how are we going to get yourself out of this? That's what I like about this show. You got these yeah. problems that keep coming up, and I'm I'm trying to see how you getting out of this. Mm, um, so she says, you know, I'm sorry I can't do this because... My daughter's, well, she says Maya, but pretty much my daughter's getting sick. Like, your son going to jail versus my daughter being sick, mm, I don't really care. So, Tom, <laughs> he asked for an hour, and I'm like, man, this this is, this is, oh. It's good to see, well, see, the other, now, you remember the first season, at the end of the, la- at the end of the first season, they had another conversation like this where, they both admitted to stuff that they had held, yeah, you know, to you know, kind of held to their vest. And even this long in their relationship, they mm-hmm. are still keeping. Because I had forgotten that he hadn't told her. About yeah, me too. Time. Yeah, like until this conversation, I was like, shit, he has not said anything. And it's the second time that I remember them kind of being at this moment. It was just like, even though they've gone through a lot, they still. They're not trusting each other. Yeah, you know, with stuff like this. And I, and to be honest with you, I don't think that's too far fetched. I mean, 
if you think about it, they've only been partners for not even a year. Yeah. Yeah, not even a year. So, um, yeah. But then she, she said she should have said thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm calling the police. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, he rushes home and Kyle's like, "Man, look, I'm telling on myself." So. This is the perfect excuse. Like, I've already written out my note. Uh, I'm not going to pretend that this is, you know, easy, but I'm going to do it. And Tom's like, oh, I can't let you do that. You know, uh, Nars, Nars, then that's the guy's name. He shot at me and other cops. If you confess, he's still going to jail. And I'm like, bruh, I get it. But just like Kyle yeah. said, it doesn't change that he didn't kill Jordan. Like, hmm. No more lies. Because he said you can't, when you hold something like that in, it changes you. And I'm like, man, especially him. He was in a coma for f- freaking five years, coming out to deal with these blackouts. He's been killing folks, been programmed. Like, yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot to add to this man's plate. In jail, he'll probably, or prison, he'd get some peace of mind. <sighs> so, um, yeah, so then we go back to intact to the quarantine facility and the guy from earlier, the Hispanic guy with freckles, is talking to Riley, Riley, excuse me, and he's talking about, yeah, we can get you in, you know, good solitary, good, you could choose your own meals, and, you know, you can, I don't know, dress pretty, whatever, and this man <laughs> gives him the address, I'm like, man, this is dirty, bro, what are you... They said, Ryland, Ryland is not, he ain't here for the, um, you know, the, the, the FBI agent or the intake agent of the year. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. No. Now, if you're starting to turn stitches, there's a, you're done. Yeah, so, yeah. Ain't... Yeah, that guy was, the guy was like, I can't even take a shower. It's just everybody's around. Yeah. You know, I, so. Well, he sends him to 139 Lebanon Street, which... <laughs> We show right, we show up there, and the doctor, the good doctor, is giving his speech, which he has a very neon flubber hawk colored syringe with liquid in it, mm-hmm. and he explains the process pretty much. He could uh, the blood from a untainted, which I don't think he says that, but from a forty four hundred who has not been getting those prohibitors, he said in just seconds after being injected with this. That person will be healthy and they'll get their powers back. Um, and he says, you know, so this is the thing that, that threw me a bit. Lily was like, well, how did you get the potion or whatever? And he was like, well, Isabel is a baby, so it was only, I can only draw so much blood. And I was like, so is her blood green? I thought he was going to say, like he took, and I know it's going to sound gross, but like her um, urine or something. I don't know why my head went there. I was like, so, yeah, so babies use the bathroom a lot. He, you know, took whatever. But he was like, yeah, no, only so much blood. I'm like, that's a lot of blood in that vial from that little baby. That, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but even the, the, other, the other part of that is that it was yellow. It was, like, bright yellow. Yes. So my, concern, my concern would have been, like, they're not giving her enough water. No. <laughs> Bro, that is Surge. That is Mountain Dew. That's the highlighter, liquefied. That's, yeah. That's a lot. So, um, yeah, he's like, man, yeah, if we can get that that syringe in. He was like, yeah, if we can. 
I only had enough for one person, but one person, if we can get in, is all we need. And I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, now we got a little, like, recon spy mission to get in here and, and get somebody injected with this whatever. Um, yeah, cut to the parking lot, and he's handing off the syringe in a folded piece of paper. Like, it wasn't, like, a envelope or nothing. And, well, yeah. He tells them, don't break it. Because they were going to just throw it at each other? Well, I mean, like you said, he gave it to them wrapped up in, like, the, you know, the bag, the the paper <laughs> paper bag or whatever it yeah. is. So, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> he's, he's just looking all paranoid. It's just yeah. paranoid. Well, yeah. Well, no, when he saw him, he said, please don't shoot me. And Diana was like, why would I shoot you? He was like, I don't know. Like, I'm nervous these days or something. Um, But right after that, we get in Because this episode moves very quickly. We get to um, the 139, you know, Bugle Boy Street or whatever. And all the people are in the house. And Richard is, like, doing army stuff, putting his hand. Well, it might not be army stuff, but he's like putting his hand up, kind of creeping to the window. This is broad daylight, mind you. This is this scene would have worked better at night, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's broad daylight. Everybody pulled up. Ryland got, like, all of, I don't know, the Hellfire Club, all of the SWAT team. And then here comes Tom. My son's going to turn this stuff in anyways. I don't give a fuck. You better... I know about Project Wide Awake or whatever. I... <laughs> Them, <laughs> bro, that, them going back and forth. He's like, man, look, my son turned himself in. He can't live with the cover up. So now you you won't have anything else over me. And him and Rylan get to arguing. And even though this is not a battle heavy episode, this was a good battle, for lack of a better. Like this was a good. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and that's the. And I think that's always been kind of a good mark for the show, is that you know when they have these scenes of them. You know these kind of stress, stressful, hidden scenes. Mm-hmm. You know it is relayed with the words. Like when when Rylan kept coming at him and talking about, he says, "Save the future." What the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, yeah. You know? And <laughs> and it's just like so. And it kind of you start kind of questioning. I was like, "Yeah, what does save the future mean?" You know, just like well, you remember what was it? Save the cheerleader, save the, yeah, the future. Yeah, save. The, yeah, that's it. And you'd be like, "So how does that work?" But yeah, no, it was it was definitely a tense scene between the two of them. And Ryland told a few of those guys to turn their guns on him. Yes, yes, he was also yes, bro. That was oof, that was intense. Um, Diana gets into the quarantine facility, which I mean she's allowed. Um, I was like, yeah, do, a- do they not have a metal detector or something? Like, I don't know. Maybe they just don't think people. I don't know. I just. I feel like she shouldn't have got in so easily with that syringe. Well, I mean, I don't, because at that point, there was no reason to suspect them. Like, Rylan... Mm, true, he, true. He had threatened Tom, and I think the last time he saw Tom, Tom was running off in his feelings. Yeah. Uh, so he felt he probably had them shook, but... Um, You're as right. Far as, yeah, as far as for her, she just, she was like, oh, let's go see the sick 4400. And also, yeah. she still had her daughter down there. Yeah, true, true, true. Which she says to Kyle, uh, Sean, rather, when she's injecting him, like, you know, I'd rather get this to my daughter. (laughs) 
but this neuroscientist said I should give it to you first, which I, in my head, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. He can heal people. Why not right. give him his powers first? He can cure your daughter. Um, so she does that, and we get back to this argument, and they're pretty much, Thomas giving him the, the business. He's like, man, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. Uh, and they come down to, like you said, what the the fuck is the future? Like, what does that, what does that mean? And Thomas like, regardless of what it means, it don't mean the shit you talking about, you know? So, but Ryland ended with something that I think is very important. He's like, now when you got a bunch of 4,400s going unchecked out there, that's on you, which to me is a, is a good blanket foreshadowing for whatever comes in the next season. Cause Oh man, um, this is a a lot. Um, so Diana walks Sean with his body falling apart over to her daughter's bed. He lays hands on her stomach. He does the little shaking thing. She, she, I think she did a good job with this acting. Like she rolling her eyes in the back of her head and sweating and shaking. I think the actress did a good job with that. Um, she wakes up, and so they go through, and they, you know, save everybody. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Ryland calls off his... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, that, that was going to say, and next, because like you said, everything, there's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. Yes, God. Then a dog shows up? No. Uh, Ryland calls off his guards. Um, Tom shows up at the front door and Richard is like, man, what's up? And everybody's like, oh, you're safe. You can go back to your homes. Uh, then here go Lily with her ugly self smiling. Get the fuck out of here. You ain't believing us. And, uh, then we cut directly to the intact quarantine facility where Tom gets to run to Elena and then Diana is hugging her daughter and all these people are getting better and it's all great. And then 24 hours later, now, this is where I'm confused. This boy said he's going to turn himself in. You tell him, you tell Diana to give me an hour. And then we go through all the stuff we just discussed. And then 24 hours later, we just now seeing Kyle again. What is it? Why is he not at the police department? I say police office, police department. Like, are you turning yourself in or not? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. Um, I think maybe this was all kind of built for them to have like a final moment together or whatever. Maybe. Um, you know, like a final scene. But um, yeah, I you know kind of the whole timing of it, and and maybe once Diana you know, kind of pulled the trigger, you know, as far as injecting, you know, the you know Sean, uh, she was just like, well, I'm not gonna you know, spread the word around or whatever. Or yeah. I, just, I don't know. I mean, it was just kind of one of those weird things. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Uh, or maybe Kyle just went to have some time alone with himself. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Well, we see where he went, but I was like, that's a long time for him to just not have turned himself in if he's so adamant. Because um, yeah. the next thing he shows up at the 4400 Center at uh, Sean's office. In this scene... I'm sorry, I laughed through a lot of this scene. So, Kyle walks in, creeps in, like he's about to smother his cousin. <laughs> and he's like, oh man, I thought you were dead and, you know, you're okay. And so they're talking, 
you know, about how he healed. And then once Sean got better, he started healing people. And I like that they did explain once I was healed and I healed someone, they were able to use their blood to heal another and heal another. So it didn't seem like he had to go through and heal everybody in the facility. So I did like that. Um, He's like, we don't have a final combo. We lost seven people, which again, seven. Who? I mean, that's, I get it. That's human life, but like just seven, that's pretty good for a pandemic. But so then Leona Lewis is like, man, I killed Jordan Collier. <laughs> what? But then Sean is laid back, like relaxed, and he's like, "Well, you killed Jordan Collier." Like it's the the way they were going back and forth is so funny to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's just like, why didn't he sit? I mean, I know he's supposed to be weak, but I don't know. This, I'm gonna leave this alone. But this scene was funny to me. Um. Yeah, I think um, you know it, um, when he, you know, when he laid hands on him, and you know, for the purpose of taking out whatever I call it, like an entity, yeah, that was in in Kyle, um, you know, there's a there is that suggest or that idea that you know he was taking revenge on you know for the sake of mm. Jordan. Mm-hmm. But see, but part of that to me is just like, you know, that even if I hadn't seen this, you know, if I, it had been the first time I'd seen it, I don't know if I necessarily would have would have jumped there because Jordan was just somebody he knew for like a couple of years, and mm-hmm. that, and this is his family. Yeah, you know, the guy who came out of a coma. Mm-hmm. So what he gonna do? Try to put him back in a coma for somebody he had just met? <laughs> yeah, and. It, and so that I mean, but I I like the I actually like the effect. I think the effect actually held up mm-hmm. even today um, because it it, it it seemed like squid like. Yeah, you know? and then not even just the effect, but the makeup that they put on Kyle or whatever yeah. effect it, to make him look like he was being dr- like his face kind of turned grayish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they did a really good job. If you're gonna save money for any scene, this was the one to do it. Um, right. right. And but th- now my concern comes in where if he can heal from this thing, are you able to cure people of having powers, or is this yeah, supposed? To... And that's mm-hmm. and that's a good question. I mean, but you know they've been they obviously have been playing loose with um mm-hmm. with oh Isabel's powers. Man, say who <laughs> we yeah. We ain't even got there yet. Oh um, man. But um, maybe, you know, this is, it was just something convenient. Maybe he felt that he could, you know, whatever. I mean, because at the end of the day, it was kind of an illness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah, yeah. So. Well, and so my question now is where did that thing go? Like, yeah, it exploded and like there was big effects and it got thrown back. But did it go anywhere or is it just like dead? I don't know. He says that's you know the question is still there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that I don't remember too much about. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I'm I'm happy to go on the ride and see if it comes up, but I was just like, oh, did it go somewhere? Um. So that happened, and the, the cousins are, I guess they're cool again. But then we go to Maya and Diana's house where she's cooking dinner for Marcos now. Did they, because I can't remember, did they start dating or at least hanging out 
or um, I, you know, to be honest with you, I can't remember if they had had kind of set this up. Well, this is weird because yeah. I, one he okay oh okay how do I unpack this? Her, <laughs> it seems weird on her end because it's like this is your rain pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for doing all this shit for us, and then he's like. Because I think he said, how did we ever end up here or something? She was like, yeah, you know, I, I felt I owed this to you. And he was like, no, you're supposed to say you wanted to do this for me. And I was like, what? both of you are odd in this situation. Because why are you? And that's, and that's why they deserve each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they both seem wrong, but right at the same time. I said, how did you manage this with this loud ass shirt he got on? Um yeah. I told my wife, I'm like, I'm getting that shirt. And with the light blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bruh. Like, I, don't think, I don't think we were that far back in the 2000s. No. Acceptable. <laughs> I think, th- nah, that's to try to make him be like extremely nerd guy. But even then, I'm like, man, this is a lot going on in that shirt. That's still too much. That, yeah. <laughs> and for a, a date night, I mean, I suppose. But, bro, you need to, oof. Yeah, so they, they, they cheers glasses, and then, you know, they talk about how Rylan and all the crew is gone, and now you're going to have new bosses because they got to get replaced. And so he's like, yeah, I got to get a bodysuit sitting next to you because she's going to be in court watching everybody get sentenced. And so they say, yeah, you know, finally everything is done, and then here comes the killjoy. Nothing's over. It's just starting the war. Maya, get out of here. Exactly. Why is she even here? So, the um, that's the fact that they will have her go lapse into this, you know, the ominous fortune teller vibe that she had had in the first season, which yeah. we thought she passed. Um, that was it was stupid. But, yeah, you know, I guess it. it I don't know. Um. Like, that's the way that we learned that uh, shit's about to pop off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's cool, but I didn't like it. Because I'm like, y'all having a date night? That's I guess that's what bothered me more than anything. Why is she here? Why Not to say you about yeah. to start having sex on the counter, but why is this little girl here? Um, I think they could have gotten that across a different way. But, I mean, whatever. We know the war is coming. Um, The next little vignette is... The uh, Tom and Elena hugging Kyle for the last time and him getting ready to go to jail. He's like, yeah, man, I'm ready to go. Which, where's his mom? Why is his mom not there? The mom is living her best life selling all the best real estate. I guess. With a new family. (laughs) Rolling Stone. Because she should be here for this. Um, uh, I guess Elena, his mama now. So, He's like, yeah, I'm going I'll come with you. And I was like, yeah, of course. You have to take, like, he wasn't going by his, I never thought he was going by himself. But that happens. And uh, then we get Nina Jarvis. And, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. We get her name name tag being placed on her desk. She's back. And Ryland's getting handcuffed and taken away, which, cool. And then we get one of those glowing neon needles where... Burkhoff, Burkhoff is, I guess, considering 
injecting himself. Which, I thought he did. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought he did. See, hold on, let me see. Nope, sure did. He sure did. Which this doesn't, this doesn't feel good because I know next season he gonna yeah. do some. Yeah, this doesn't seem good. Um, next up we get Richard reading a paper, and uh, he unlocks his telekinesis um, by moving a cup. Then he didn't realize it, which I thought that was pretty interesting because you know if you drop something and you're reading. You reach for it and it's not there, you know, you look up, but for, yeah, I, I like the way his power manifested a bit. Um, I don't know. Then we get the courthouse steps, which I, I assume that the courthouse was going to explode. Is that <laughs> what like, I was like, okay, yeah, they really can't have uh, Kyle go to jail. So somebody got to blow this up, but that didn't happen. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, I was actually going to ask, what did you? How did you feel about? Um, uh, oh, like Richard manifesting his ability. It. I feel like it could have been done a bit better. I mean, I guess if you only got like five seconds, cool. But the actual scene, it looked mm-hmm. odd when they had him sitting on a bench, and then he put his hand down. And then when they did that close-up on, like, his left leg and hand so you could see what was going on, it didn't look like it was his hand at all. Um, And then the cup moved. And that was cool. Um, I was okay with it. It got its point across. But (laughs) it felt like... Did it feel cheap? Yes. Because... I'm trying to, it got his point across and I got it within the time frame that they gave, but it felt like you could have put anybody in that space. Like nothing about his scene felt like grounded in him. Like, I guess if you had to did the same exact scene, but like in his home or with one of Isabel's toys, I mean, I don't know, something to make it more, but yeah, it was very... Um, we're going to tie this string to this cup and then pull it to your hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think um, <laughs> the, the thing was the first time I saw it, I got hyped. You know, I was just, I was just, I was hyped because I, I, I was concerned that he was going to be the only one without any abilities. Yeah. So just a suggestion that, you know, he, next season, you know, we were going to get more of that, um, hopefully. Um, was going to be was what I was kind of excited about. So yeah, but uh, yeah, just like I said, I'm just glad the brother got some abilities. Yeah, <laughs> so, Lord, outside of just being black and surviving. Um, <laughs> so we get the worst mom of the year, Isabel, Isabel, um, Lily, screaming about Isabel, and so I was thinking like. That apartment ain't no bigger than one room, which is Isabel's, and another room, which is a living room. How did you lose this girl? And she's running around crying. And then we get um, the next and final scene, which is this black woman is walking buck naked out of an elevator. And she walks up to Sean and says, hello, Sean. I'm Isabel. (laughs) When I tell you, 
I got the shouting because I put it together, but I was putting it together as it was happening. And because these last clips were so quick. Yeah. mm. And this is the one time where I think casting a more racially ambiguous character would have probably thrown me a bit. When I saw those black woman legs, I was like, oh, that's Isabel. Like, that couldn't possibly be, like, who else could that be? You know, yeah. so if they had made her like more of a light skinned woman, you could have been like, oh, maybe it's the drug addict from earlier or maybe, you know, but no, that's Isabel with that big that's old wig. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I've been waiting. There's there are certain things on here that I've been waiting for you to get to. Bruh. And that, that was one of them. I... Uh, that was one of them. <laughs> I was not ready. I was not like I like I said. I was I was putting it together, but in the time it took her to get from the elevator to Sean's office, and because I watched this on closed caption, because I I like to read and listen. Um, as she was saying, and I was like, oh shit, you know, like I, I, I if it hadn't been on closed caption, I probably would have got there right before she said it. But I was like, nah, that's her. That's her. <laughs> um. I, that was cool. That really made that really made the whole season for me. Like the importance of Isabel and then having her aged up now being like that that makes me want to watch season 3 so much more because I want to see what does an Isabel as an adult or at least teenager or whatever she is how does she handle this immense power that she had and all the knowledge from the last two seasons like I'm I'm good with that. I'm ready. I'm ready. And it sounded like she had an accent, like a British accent. Well, when you see the actress, um, you she's been in a few things. Like okay. She, yeah, you when you see her face, you'll you'll be like, oh, this might have been one of her like breakout roles. Okay. Role okay. So, <clears throat> cool. Because I'm not gonna I'm not watching the next episode until we get ready to. Um, but she, yeah. Um, oh, and that wasn't the last scene. That was the second to last, but that really made it worth it. And then this next scene, <laughs> oh, I you you go ahead. You so the um the last scene is uh Collier. I, I think he's walking on the beach. Yeah, he's walking on the beach, and he has a full beard, long scraggly hair. And he just looks confused. Mm-hmm. Like he, but Collier is back. Yeah, ripped um, up suit. And the funny thing, the funny thing about this is, you want to talk about um, the actor that played Rylan being brought back after you know being out for most of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, the, if I remember this correctly about the actor, that the actor that plays Collier is Billy Campbell. He, um, that dude went on a a boat trip like a sailing boat trip mm-hmm. around the world and apparently got leave to do that. And then he came back. Wow. So that hair is yeah. his then. What'd you say? Is that hair and stuff on his face? That's his then? No, I don't know if it's, I don't oh, know okay. if, he, like, if he, he just went full um, castaway. Yeah, no, for <laughs> like, real. Um, no, he, but no, he literally like went on a sailing trip across the world. 
and they had to, uh, and that's part of the reason why he was written out like that. Oh, I'm think I thought you were saying they wanted him. Oh shoot, okay, well, but it's still oh, such oh, a good oh, show. Yeah, no, not the character. I'm talking about him. No, he that was like off camera. He was just like, yeah, I got this trip I had already planned. So yeah, about to so, so I wonder then with that knowledge, does Matthew? Like, thinking of all the things Matthew have done, would that have been Collier doing those things and they just switched out the character? No, I mean, I think they kind of planned around it. Oh, okay. Know, basically. Okay. <laughs> because you remember, like, they never found his body. So that right, was right. So a big question, yeah. The whole big mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it was, I mean, you know, and I got to go back and do a little bit more homework on that. But I, I remember when I was looking into the behind the scenes stuff, that was something that this dude actually did. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Well, I like that. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the space where he, where he showed up is the very same, um, beach that all the 4,400 originally showed up to. Um, yeah, that, was, yeah. that is so cool. Man, that this, these last two episodes, but more specifically the last like 10, five minutes of this last episode has me hyped for season three, like mm-hmm. period. Like I, whoo, I don't know, man. This is this is some shit. Um, I don't know who's your favorite of the season finale. Oh, Diana. Yep, same. She, yeah, and that, just for the scene of her putting the gun to the guy's head. Yeah. Um, that um, that was great. Yeah, she's been talking a lot of shit and backing it up too. Um, what about your least favorite? Um, I already said Lily last episode. <laughs> um, so I'm going to try to keep it away. I can't even say Ryland because I think he's turning out to be a pretty good antagonist. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, who thought he was doing something right and got led away in handcuffs for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh fuck it, Lily. <laughs> <Just say> Lily. <laughs> Lily, okay, that'll work. Mine is Brian. Fuck him. Okay, yeah, Brian. He yeah, sucks. Yeah. That guy is trash. Yeah, like you don't deserve. I mean, Lily is trash too, but you don't deserve her after all the shit you put her through, and now you, yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Um. Okay. What about favorite scene? Cause. <laughs> um. You know, I, it's for me. It's gonna be Richard with the telekinesis. Okay. Yeah, I still, I like said, I, you know, he's been waiting two seasons for this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. No. I, I think that's that's good because now I'm interested to see what a black man with telekinesis in this world is gonna do. Um. My favorite is the very last look three minutes meeting Ella, Isabella and seeing Jordan Collier, like mm-hmm. like. Cause that's like if I was gonna be like okay watching this live like okay this was a good season you know whatever season three that last yeah. two scenes made me excited like okay I need this to come back tomorrow so yeah, yeah. I'm uh I gotta I gotta put it at the last like five or three minutes however long that was Whew, man um yeah this has been a wild ride man the end of season two um. Been through two seasons, man. Yeah, I, I, it's, I don't know, man. Uh, any the final thoughts about the season, the last, the last two seasons, the like anything? What, what you got? Um, I mean, I'm, 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 I'
Um, no, I mean, I, it's been um, it's been good. I mean, I, I thought the you know, second season was good. Um, you know, the and it, I mean, it actually has two of my favorite episodes of the series. Mm-hmm. So there's you know there's a reason this one is kind of stands out for me. Yeah. Um, there's something just about life interrupted where. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the concept has not been has not been done before. Yeah. But for some reason, this it just hits. You know that that you know it hits really well, and this season finale actually works exceptionally exceptionally well. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and now we're getting into it's going to be a little bit more action. You know, going forward. Yeah, a war. <laughs> and not not taking away from. I mean, you're still going to have the same vibe, but like when she said the war, um, the, <laughs> like you said, if, if I want to see or hear your reactions to what's coming down the line, mm-hmm. um, just like you know you got with you know adult Isabel. So okay, uh, I'm, so I'm yeah, ready. This, this, yeah, I, with the you know them being canceled, I still think that I always felt that they should have gotten at least a like a two-hour movie. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, the novels wrap up what happens in this universe, but the back half of this series is, I think it's done pretty well. Hmm. So. Well, yeah, if it's anything like this last episode, I'm all for it, guys. Whoa. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm of the same mind. I've been enjoying this, this uh, show. Um, every episode, I'm getting deeper and deeper into the world. These last two uh, came right on time with the world we live in today, but I'm I'm really I'm really here for this series. Like I'm I'm excited for season three and and beyond, and to see what they got for us. Cause I don't. This is good. This is good. That's all I can say. Is this is good. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm glad you're taking this ride with me. Yeah, man. Thank you, because I I wouldn't have done this on my own, because I I don't. I feel like I knew. No, I feel like I've seen this show before, and I've seen images, but I wouldn't have. I don't know how I would have naturally come about this show. Right. So, who man? Um, I don't know. Um, tell these folks where they can find you, support you, and and. And, 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 you know, I don't know, just something, because I'm still on this high. <laughs> yeah, you can find me at um, Robert K. Jeffrey, uh, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y.com. That's Robert K. Jeffrey.com. And all my social media handles, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, are on that page, so you should be able to connect to me from there. And I got books for sale, um, so definitely check it out, you know, if you get a chance. Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, I'm Carefree Black Nerd on all social medias, Carefree Blurred on Twitter. If you're here, check out the shows before and after this one in the feed. Um, use the hashtag AL4400. Let us know what you think about the episode, what you think about this episode, what you think about the series as a whole, any questions for us, any answers for anything that we've posed on this um, episode. Just stay tuned, y'all, because if y'all ain't excited, I don't see how the hell not, because I am for season three. And um, I don't know, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay out of the way. I don't know. Just just stay up. Yes. Stay away. Yes. Stay away from the shady governments. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
even if you got that 1200 still stay stay vigilant my friends (laughs) yeah yeah i'm gonna keep politics out of this no (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all well uh until next season uh meet us back here same 4400 times same 4400 station all right (laughs) 